Hello and welcome to Nutra Champion, a podcast series where we speak with experts from the health and nutrition industry. I am Ting Ming, the editor of Nutra Ingredients Asia and the host for this podcast. Since 2019, we have featured researchers, health practitioners, policymakers, and for the year of 2024, we are going to focus more on the business aspects of the nutraceutical industry. And so, we will be speaking with more business leaders to find out their views and insights on what it takes to run a nutraceutical business, including the unique opportunities and challenges in the specific market categories that they operate in. Nutra Champion is available in all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Our first guest for this year is Dr. Vincent Chandrawinata, founder of Australia-based Renovasha Bioscience and the company produces nutraceuticals and skincare products with patented activated phenolics as the core ingredient. In recent years, the brand has expanded rapidly across Australia's supermarket chains, including Coles and Rubles. Dr. Vincent, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. It's great to see you again. I would like to start the podcast by finding out your core role in renovation. As the company's founder, what are some of the daily activities, day-to-day activities that you take part in? I would say probably uh, it's 50% operations and 50% more technical and research aspect of the of the uh, company. The first the first aspect that I really would like to address in terms of uh, my core role in the company is probably in the technical aspect as well as the scientific aspect because I didn't come from the business school. I didn't come from studying marketing or business management. I came from the world of researcher. And the company itself was founded and started because I invented and then patented a technology from my research when I was doing my PhD, which was to extract and activate activate phenolic antioxidants from plants without the use of any chemical solvent. So majority of my days were uh, revolving around how further we can use this research and how we formulate products that address the health um, concerns or how do I use how do we use activated phenolic in the formulation to further improve uh, health and quality of life and obviously the 50% we're not business unless we sell products and uh, the 50% of the core role in the company is about the operations I think moving from selling to exclusively uh, health food stores as well as pharmacy chains to mass marketing and to 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 supermarkets such as Coles and Woolworths, we experienced a lot of a lot of increase in terms of the operational activities because working with supermarkets, while it's great, it also has its own challenges when it comes to logistics, when it comes to stock availability, and how we communicate our brand and products with our customers because um, when you go to the supermarket, you don't have anyone there to be a- who's able to advise or 
guide you in terms of your selection of the products such as our products. So probably if you go to supermarket and you ask the staff member there about which apple is better for apple pie, they probably will be able to help you or which cut of meat is more suitable for stew or for grilling, they will be able to, to help you with that. But when it comes to vitamins, when it comes to even sometimes skincare, it can be quite hard for customers to get the information. So as part of the operational aspect of Renovati Bioscience, I also always try to put our educational platform at the, core, at the forefront of our marketing and communication activities because I came, I was a lecturer before I started this. So it's, it's actually really good because it allows me the opportunity to go back to my roots to help people understand more about health because I think that's, that's very important. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, about the phenolic antioxidants, activated phenolic uh, antioxidants, right? Um, can you tell us more, explain more about that? Like, um, what, what exactly is it about and um, how does it benefit um, our health? Yeah. So activated phenolics are probably, we, this is a marketing term, but it can be explained uh, through scientific uh, uh, assessment. Basically, it's like the holy grail of antioxidants. By holy grail, what I mean is that it is the most potent dietary antioxidants. So the word most potent is a scientific term that can be defined scientifically. So when we talk about the potency, we talk about the concentration, we talk about the profile, as well as the absorption rate. Before my technology came along, phenolic antioxidants could only be extracted using chemical solvents such as methanol, ethanol, acetone, or synthesized in the labs. The outcome, outcome of these outdated technologies was something that our body cannot necessarily process, digest, and absorb because the form was incompatible with our biological system. So using my technology, we can extract and activate this good, the goodness out of plants in, the, in my case, uh, which was apples, because apples are the greatest uh, uh, source of free phenolics. Um, without the use of these chemicals and without involving uh, uh, chemical uh, synthesis in the lab, we use water as our extractor because the first step of our human digestive system is hydrolysis, which is the breaking down of substances using water. So what my technology allow us to do is that we manage to find a way to manipulate how the water molecule works to do the extraction. And the result is the phenolics in the activated form that can be absorbed by our body up to 97%. And that's the reason why, um, I remember before we launched Renovati Bioscience products, most, if not all, antioxidants products were only marketed as something to help with anti-aging, beauty, anything that's all only vanity or, dare I say, skin deep. Whereas when we introduce our antioxidant products, we immediately say that it's for cellular protection and to fight inflammation because when activated and ex extracted and activated to the form that, that is compatible with our human body, it actually helps to protect 
uh, our cells uh, from inflammation, from free radicals. And because our body is made up of trillions of cells, when you look after the health of your cells, you're actually looking after the entire body system. And uh, that's the reason why 60 to, 60 to 70% of our customer, they're taking our two core products, the activated phenolic powder and an apple a day tablet, mainly to fight off pain uh, because um, pain is a result of inflammation. By reducing inflammation, it actually helps to manage pain. And the beauty, the, the, the uniqueness of running a Nutra and skincare company that specialize in phenolic antioxidant products with a patented form of this uh, substance, which is the activated phenolics, it allow us to apply this technology onto different sources as well as including it into onto different uh, formul formulations. And because we are the only company in the world that can produce as well as can legally use activated phenolics, it allows us a differentiation from other brands, maybe brands that they are bigger than us or have been established longer than us. However, uh, you have to start somewhere, right? And we have had such a great start because at the end of the day, you can ask, you can ask everyone, including um, manufacturers, sponsors, brand owners, distributors, or uh, customers. At the end of the day, the most important thing when we talk about neutral business is whether or not the product works. And yeah. there is no stronger testament and marketing tool than your customer who finds that your product works and improves their life. Because when they experience that, not only they will go back uh, to use your product and, and basically being loyal to your brand, they will also tell people, especially when we talk about pain, Pain is something that is so ingrained in, in a lot of people. And when they don't feel that pain, you don't have to ask them. They will talk about that because yes. suddenly their, the quality of, their quality of life has improved. And we have found that majority of our customers, they, they talk about our products. They, bring, uh, they introduce our product range to more people. And this is reflective in... Uh, what they call the solo's loyalty score uh, in the supermarket because there are two things that are very important in the supermarket, two metrics. The first okay. one is the number of units that you move, obviously, because that relates to the sales figure. But the second one is the loyalty because uh, supermarkets want products that people go back to because it's almost like uh, a guarantee sales for the next time. And that's how they make sure that they, they get the business from the customers. And our product ranges from vitamins, skincare, as well as the latest one, the pantry, all have exceedingly high um, loyalty score. And especially, especially for skincare, I think uh, it is especially high because I don't know uh, if people listening at home can relate to this, a lot of times, and based on our research, people haven't even finished their first bottle of the skincare that they purchase, and they already move on to the next one. 
So it's very competitive when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, winning over customers' loyalty and having that trademark and patented activate phenolics really help us to stand out because when they see that term activated phenolics, it assures them that when they try this product, it will give them a tangible difference in their life, be it their health, their pain level, or uh, the quality of their skin. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So I'm wondering, like, maybe the company has also, uh, it's very close to the consumers as well right you all through the surveys you all uh, can you know like find out some of the uh, trends uh, and what consumers are looking for uh, when choosing nutraceutical products so what do you think is one trend that you are seeing in australia's nutraceutical business landscape or the consumer market at the moment i think at the moment there are two things that i'm seeing and this is not actually a new trend uh, the first trend is gut health. Uh, it is not new. However, I think now that people are becoming back to almost, I'm putting quote mark, uh, quotation marks here, normal when it comes to the interaction and the traveling and uh, eating out and being back to being time poor when it comes to eating fresh, I think gut health is still at the has returned to be one of the main health concerns when you're asking people. Uh, when we did our last episode uh, of Ask Dr. Vincent, a radio show uh, in December, uh, majority of the people who put in their uh, feedback when it comes to what they want to improve in their health-wise uh, health in 2024 is gut health. And I also think that people understand more now that 70% of our immunity, 70% of our whole energy uh, 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 function, including our hormonal system and our appetite, they all stem from our gut. They all uh, originate from our digestive system. And as people understand that more, obviously they want to address that. And the second thing that I also think is a recycled trend is inflammation. People understand more about inflammation now. When we first launched in 2015, it took us very long time and it was a very big hurdle for us to explain what inflammation is. And now, uh, whenever you go and if you're reading uh, articles from magazines or online articles from uh, news outlets, people talk more, journalists talk more about inflammation because now they understand that Inflammation is actually one of the leading cause of degenerative diseases. So people understand a lot about infection. People understand a lot about um, genetic disease. But uh, inflammation, I think a lot of people just join this sort of kind of movement to help reduce inflammation uh, in their body. And I think, I think what encapsulates all of that is the access to information as well as the willingness of people to learn now. A lot of us, uh, we no longer go necessarily to a specialized store such as health food store, organic stores, or pharmacy. Some people still do, but a lot of people, they move either to supermarket or online shopping. And online shopping, similar with a supermarket, sometimes you, sometimes you can ask uh, the chat room, 
but sometimes you have to make the decision yourself. And that's the reason why um, this being close to our customers in, in terms of communication, in terms of being open to feedback is very important because they are, they are putting their trust on us to put something into their body, to put the cream, our cream, our product onto their face. This is something that is, this re relationship is very personal. And for me personally, I don't take it lightly. All of my family members are taking my product as well. Um, my nephew and niece, uh, they started taking our products since they were very little. So having that, having that level of confidence in my own product allows me to communicate this to, to the public, to, to potential customers. And luckily for me, luckily for us, the customer's feedback has been really, really good. And I really do think that as a scientist, I never thought that I would be a business owner. I probably, uh, I really wouldn't, I really didn't think in my wildest dream that I would be selling uh, products to people. But I really think that I don't lose, you know, I, di I didn't feel that I am selling out in terms of using my research and selling my research and, and, and making money out of my research because I really do believe that our products help people. And at the end of the day, you can ask any scientist, the reason why people go into research is to change life. And I'm changing lives every day. Yeah, so you mentioned that, you know, you, you haven't uh, imagined yourself, you didn't imagine yourself uh, becoming a businessman as well. So um, what, what, what was, um, what do you wanted to do, uh, you know, before that? I was just curious. Continuing my research, I was already lecturing at the time and I was really, really good at it. I, I, I am very proud in saying that it is not a sense of arrogance. It's not, I'm not arrogant about it i'm just really good at it because i mm. love doing that mm. luckily for me i also love doing what i'm doing now and i have my grandma to thank for that because the first person that was helped by my research was my grandma my grandma uh was a ballroom dancer so my grandma was born during the uh colonization era of dutch i came from indonesia i was born there and i grew up there and at that time my grandma um was very active in the in the art performing art uh field she was a ballroom dancer and unfortunately in 2012 uh my grandma uh, suffered from uh, a tragic condition in both of her knees and because she, her friend had a really bad experience with the knee replacement surgery my grandma ended up not wanting to do it when I went back home for um, to visit my grandma, she looked really sad and in pain, uh, especially from someone who was so active, who, who who was so active, who was so full of life, and suddenly being imprisoned in the body in her own body, uh, basically wheelchair bound. It really affected her. So I asked my grandma. I said that you know I I had this. I was I have been working on this. I had been working on this substance. It hadn't been commercialized at that time it was just samples from the labs and I said to my grandma if you want to take it I can send some to you so I came back to when I came back to when I went back to Australia I sent some samples um, to to Indonesia to to my uh, grandma to take 
And three months later, she and my grandpa visited me and my sister here in Australia. And she was walking from where we live all the way to Circular Key, where the Opera House is. And it was a good, a good five, six kilometer. And she, she not only she could walk, she can walk again, she can dance again. She started uh, line dancing during the pandemic. And that makes me really happy because the first person that I whose life I changed was my own family member, my, my grandma. I grew up with her, I'm very, very close to her. And she told me that I, she was so lucky because she knew me, but other people don't know me. And the only way that I can help them is to turn this into a business. And because my grandma said that people will spend money buying vitamins by you getting into this business you allow people to buy something that actually works and help them and that's the reason why the company is named renovatio i know that it's a little bit of a strange word renovatio in latin means new life because my grandma okay. told me that i i gave her a new life and i wanted that to be the name of the company so that i will never forget the the vision, the goal of, of, of my company, which is to help people to give them a new life in the way that they can be healthier and happier. I see. Now I know the meaning behind the name of the company as well. Yeah. Yes. And that's actually really funny because when we first started, uh, people thought that um, we are either a construction company or a d design interior company because people thought it's renovation. But it's not, it's, re it's Renovatio because uh, it is something that I want to always remember this because uh, running a business is not easy. Running a business is quite challenging, especially for someone who didn't have, who doesn't have any training in it. But when you have something, when you have a goal, when you have, when you start something in good faith, I really do think that it will motivate you to achieve your goal. And similarly, I also, don't want to forget the the goal of the company when the company gets really really successful because one of my worries that it be, it will become too commercial that I will forget uh, the, the 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 reason why I started comp this company. But so far, I feel that I'm doing this. I'm changing lives every day, and people still write to us. Uh, people call us and us email, and I'm very happy because. Um, I ha I never I haven't actually really left uh, my role as a scientist because I'm still changing life every day. Yeah, you're still very much involved in the technical side, which is like innovating the products as well, right? So, uh, and also you mentioned a part about running the business. Um, it's challenging. Yeah. So, could you tell us more about this and also other challenges that you think uh, will come up uh, when uh, when you're running, um, you know, when somebody's running a Nutra business, and and how do you overcome or uh, or even plan to overcome some of the existing challenges that you have seen? I think one of the one of the the biggest challenges that uh, Nutra business and people in the in the industry often tell tell me is how to stand out we are very fortunate that we haven't had a lot of issues with that because our products 
and technology uh, are patented and trademarked. So that, that helped us in terms of standing out. But that doesn't help us in terms of uh, introducing this to more people uh, in terms of uh, getting a distribution uh, contract with, with, uh, with big supermarkets or big retail chain. I think at the end of the day, the hardest bit is the distribution for us. And I have overcome that by just being really honest and open as to what I'm trying to achieve with, with my brand, with Renovatio. Uh, we got into Woolworths in uh, 2020. A lot of people thought that it was not a best decision because uh, we were launching at that time the biggest launch. Uh, we were doing the biggest launch uh, in our entire company history while the whole world is shutting down due to COVID. Mm -hmm. okay. But I think um, working together with uh, uh, the supermarket team, working together with our uh, logistic team, we were able to do that. And I also think the other aspect of, of running a business that I never thought it, uh, I would have to overcome is about your ability to say no. I think, especially at the beginning, uh, when Renovatio was still a smaller brand, a smaller size company, a lot of people thought that I would say yes to everything simply because we won the sale, simply because we won the contract. But I always remember that uh, my father told me this, that not all, good, not all money is good money. And that really, I never thought I have to have to have to really lean on this advice. But I remember a lot. There were offers that were being presented to me that obviously they are not illegal, but they don't necessarily um, line up with my moral values. And I learned that it's actually harder to say no when money is involved. But I think especially especially uh, brand owners that start their brand from smaller uh, size uh, from the ground up, I think it's very important for us to learn how to say no and to, to, to know what our boundaries are. Because at the end of the day, it's your brand. It's literally your name on the brand. And, and, and you need to be happy with your decision. And I... I'm very happy that looking back now, because hindsight is 2020, that I made, uh, I said several major no's uh, in, in the history of the company because um, I want to preserve what the company is all about. And going forward, I can, I can be proud in saying that I did everything right and I did everything based on my, you know, values and moral confines. Yeah, may I know what are some of the boundaries that you have set? Like some, maybe some of the principles that uh, you will uh, stand firm and uh, you will not compromise on. So one of the one of the criticisms that we first achieve, uh, oh sorry, we first receive uh, before we got into retail chains and as well as uh, supermarkets was that we don't have we didn't have a range. At that time, we only have two products, which is the activated phenolics powder and activated phenolics, an apple a day tablet. Um, the, the, the feedback 
that we received at that time was that Renovatio doesn't have a range. It, you need to have a range if you want to be in the retail environment. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. You can just add. You can just get basically a template recipe or formula and then put some together as long as you have a range of say ten products. But that to me that's not ethical. I will only put products out there that first I take myself, second I know that will work, and I said no. Uh, and this advice came from people who who are quite seasoned and experienced in the industry. And uh, I said no several times to that because I only want to put products with integrity out there. Products there, there, as a scientist, I can, I can, I can endorse. I can, I can put my my name on the product, on the products. And uh, it didn't. It, it took us a, a while to find our place in the retail, but those wait that waiting time was so worth it. I do believe, sincerely believe, and firmly believe that had we just put whatever products out there just to have a range to get accepted into retail, we probably wouldn't be a business now because we lose the confidence of, of our customers. Our, our customer will try the product and find that it didn't work and then will stop taking it. Uh, as opposed to now, uh, people speak about our product. People are very willing to share the experience. I mean, we have uh, uh, the NPS, so Net Promoter promoter score on a third party uh, uh, review uh, uh, website uh, hovering between 90 to 100. Uh, well, majority of the complaint is about shipping, but that's out of our, out of our uh, control. And the loyalty number and score in the two biggest supermarkets in, in, in Australia, uh, they are very high. So that is one of the things that when you look back, I was like, okay, and, uh, I'm glad that I was being patient and I was being, um, I was standing, I was standing in my own truth rather than, rather than making what people said at that time a savvy business decision. Because again, at the end, not all money is good money. Yeah, indeed. I think this resonates. This is going to resonate with uh, other brands, start startup brands, smaller brands as well, uh, when they are at the stage of trying to find their place and trying to, you know, balance between um, the profits and also um, the principles, the mission behind their brand. Yeah, so, um, you know, now that the brand has grown uh, into, you know, across so many different major channels, uh, may I know how did the company uh, evolve from going from you know health food stores, pharmacies, and also supermarket chains. I think our messaging is is definitely uh, changing or evolving. The core message message is still the same, but it has definitely changed because I always think that uh, when you go to a supermarket, not only it's it's really hard to locate uh, products. It doesn't matter wh whether you're a big brand product or a smaller brand product. There are just simply so many items on the shelf. So, so your packaging needs need to stand out. I always say that before, before supermarket, I always say that, you know, packaging, it's important, but what's more important is the, on the inside. 
I still agree with that, but we cannot sacrifice packaging because that's how your brand or your products uh, being found in, 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 in the midst of all of these bottles, all of this packaging in, in the store. And secondly, you, all, you, you, need to, you need to work on the, on the messaging if you want people to pick up your products uh, from the supermarket. Because while some people go to the supermarket stand, uh, and stand in front of the, um, the shelves and explore and read the labels and think that, okay, this is probably what I need. But majority of uh, people who shop at a supermarket they already know what they want to find. They already know what they want to buy before they even enter the supermarket. So uh, the messaging outside of the supermarket is very important. And I'm very lucky I have a weekly radio show uh, that helps me with my messaging because somebody told me this the other day and I find that very, very um, both funny and, and true. It's almost like having a weekly appointment with me where I can help them with their health question when where i can share uh, health tips uh you know recipes and stuff like that so it feels that i know my customers and my customer know me and uh, that helps with the messaging and the other the last thing that i want to mention when it comes to what comes to mind when it comes to the evolution of of renovato is that now we have better understanding in terms of customers feedback and how customers use our products for example i think if you remember i mentioned this in the beauty from within seminar um, we never thought that our chewables which is the skin remedy and mental resilience a lot of people are using them together i would understand if people use the skin remedy and immunity together because there's a lot of the form a lot of the elements of the formulation that can support that directly supporting uh all the skin health claims as well as the immunity claims for example uh, zinc and quercetin however we never thought that um our activated saffron in our mental resilience and uh burdock roots as well as the uh activated phenolics in the skin remedy would work together and they don't direct work together directly they work together indirectly because a lot of a lot of the aspect of skin aspects of skin health are tied to our hormonal system our uh, stress level and our mental resilience so when people take that together it helps their body to regulate their hormone system better. It helps them to manage their stress level. And when those two uh, um, health aspects are in check, naturally their skin will get better. So I, you know, the adage, the old adage of saying that you never, you're never too old to learn, you're never too smart to learn, it's very true. And I, as much as I'm sharing knowledge and, and, and health tips and advice, I'm also learning from our customer and I really, I really, really thoroughly enjoy that because it helps me, it equips me with this knowledge and information to formulate new products because formulating products and innovating products um, have two, two polar opposite sides 
on one hand, you use science to formulate the product, but science is only good when you can put it into action. So you have to know what actions can help people, what actions do people want, and when you marry these two uh, uh, aspects together, you have a winning product. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Actually, this also brings me to um back to one question about you know when you first started, you were saying that the company only has two SKUs, but um the pressure was on the company to expand its range. So, but you stand firm and you press ahead with two SKUs. Um, how did you feel at that time, and how did you try to, you know, make the business grow even though you know uh it seems like the odds were against against it. Yeah. Well, how how did I feel at the time? I felt that either I was doing the I was doing the most stupidest uh, business decision. I was making okay. the, the the biggest uh, mistake in my business decision, or uh, somehow it will lead to success. And luckily for me, it's the latter rather than the former. Yeah. But I felt that. Um, I was actually a little bit disheartened with the industry, uh, with the nutraceutical industry when I received that because I felt that uh, nutraceutical industry always pride itself as being very ethical and being something that what that is not that that, that helps people, that complement people's health, right? But being in the middle of it at that time, and I'm not saying this about the whole industry. I'm I'm speaking about the experience of the advice that I I, I yeah. received at that time. Yeah, I was a little bit disheartened because I was like, how could this person? Because this person was a leading, very well-known figure uh, uh, in the industry. How did how could this person tell me to do something that, in my opinion, was not the right thing to do by my customers? But you know. You know that um, I know I learn and I believe that whoever anyone that you meet in your life teach you, teaches you something. Uh, the good ones, the good people teach you how to be like them, and the not so good what good ones teach you how to not be like them. And I take a lot of learning from that, and. Um, I defer, you know, you know, you know. This is not only in neutral business, but uh, when you're an entrepreneur, a startup, people, or a small business owner, you need to have two things, right? You need to have thick skin because people people will comment and criticize you and everything. You have to have thick skin. You can't get offended when people say uh, things that not, they are not necessarily nice. And second of second thing that you have to have second thing that you have to have is uh, you have to develop a strong backbone. Backbone. You need to 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 stand firm and say no when you need to say no, and say yes when you want to say yes. So um, the same thing with the skincare. For the longest time, and um, your um, your colleague Amanda, which is the editor of uh, Cosmetic Designs uh, Asia. She was in disbelief when she first inter uh, interviewed me that my skincare app skin uh, range at that time only has only had one product, um, which a lot of people say that that is not the smartest business decision. We put all of the extract and all of the goodness into one product that people can use uh, for everything. 
I understand that it's not the best business decision because you want to sell people more product. You want to separate this one SKU into 10 so that people use 10 steps, for example. Uh, but again, I really do think that when you start something with good faith, the result, the result will not betray your good faith. I think when you, when you do it uh, based on your values, uh, it will resonate with customers. It will, it will, you will be able to be successful um, in your own way. People didn't believe, didn't believe this before, but we literally enter 1,000 stores uh, of supermarket with just two SKU. Uh, I, I don't know if any brand has ever done that in Australia. Yeah, so that was built on the success of the brand uh, in, you know, uh, health food stores and also pharmacies, right? So That's correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, maybe, you know, when you first started um, going out to the health food stores, going out to the pharmacies, showing them that, oh, I have two products, um, you know, that could be introduced to your stores. Uh, how did you try to convince them that this is going to work? It is scientifically research. Uh, I show them my credential. I show them uh, the customer feedbacks. Uh, feedback. I show them uh, the the comparative charts. And luckily for us, uh, pharmacies, pharmacy chain, and pharmacy owners are actually very open because they know what uh, phenolic antioxidants are. They know the difference of uh, the number of hydroxyl groups in antioxidants uh, and how they affect the, the potency of the antioxidants. So talking to pharmacists um, were actually one of the best experience in my business, you know, in me doing business because it's like we are talking the same language. They, they very much accepted the science they very much understood the science and they very much wanted to give it a go uh, we started from one store in queen victoria building in sydney uh, uh i still remember the date it's uh, it's friday the 13th uh, of may um in 2015 and um that was that was that, that was the store that got everything started and the reason why they make the the second order, all of this, all of this uh, small retailer uh, and pharmacy chains, the reason why they made the second order was because people came back and repurchased the product because it's one thing to get them to stock your product, but this the job the work doesn't stop there. It is I would probably say that you have more pressure to make sure that. Uh, people actually buy the product and buy the product again and come and buy the product again because otherwise then uh, these smaller retailers, they don't have a lot of rooms. They will, and they need to make money. So they will cut your product. So uh, you're, basically, uh, you're basically under pressure to perform all the time. What is the name of the store again? The name of the store is Pure Health. Your health, so it's a it's a health food store. It is a health food store, yes. Ah, I see. Okay, okay. So that's when you know the um the company makes its uh, made its first retail debut. Yes, uh, in health, pure health. Yes, um, it is still in business. Uh, anyone mm -hmm. who is facing Sydney in Queen Victoria Building, 
pure health uh tell them that vincent sends you <laughs> okay okay wow okay that's great that's great yeah and i'm wondering like from the step um to uh into supermarkets um now that i mean like back then when you have really built a name for yourself uh i guess it's going to be like easier right from from all those channels into supermarkets no not necessarily uh okay. it it was a big it was a big big effort to uh again we we couldn't or we were told that we couldn't because we didn't have a range the reason why we got into the supermarket was actually because i was giving i was giving a speech at the um australia food and grocery council conference in sydney that was in 2019 and i was talking about my research i was talking about the fundamental aspects of uh nutra industry and i was talking about how scientifically research um formulation and products are are the key are key to making it in the in the retail business in the in the in the way that how it can sell to customers how customer can uh, continue to support the brand and uh, at that time I didn't know that amongst the people who were watching was the managing director of Woolworth supermarket who then came and spoke to me after the after the speech and she she loved what I was uh, trying to deliver to the audience she loved the the the, the foundation of the company being research and, and and scientific and she then introduced me to the uh to her people who who were running that part of the supermarket and we got accepted into uh the range review i think that was in december and on the 3rd of january 2020 we got the contract to be in woolworths so again mm, okay. i'm I know that a lot of people probably say that I'm, I'm, it's just purely on luck. Where I, I believe that there is an aspect of that, but I also do believe that if, if I didn't have that drive to, to stay true to the values and principles, I probably wouldn't be invited to speak uh, in that event. And if I wasn't yeah. there, then the story may be different now. Yeah, indeed. I think I can see, you know, a, a thread here, which is that, you know, standing on your on the principles that you hold dearly to, that you think that you know that's right will get you to places that you didn't expect, like good places that you didn't expect. You know, that's, that's, that's one and, of Yeah, and probably, you know, you can be an overnight success in terms of the brand, but a good mission should be a a sustainable business. Activated phenolics have been around has been around in terms of these in terms in terms of the ingredients, probably in the commercial space starting from 2015. Uh, the research started the technology was invented in 2012. But from 2015 until now, usually if it's just a trendy ingredient or a trendy product, it will not it will we will will be history now i mean you are in the industry you know that when say for example acai berry was first marketed 
it was everybody wanted it. It was really, really popular. And now it's still in the market, but it's not as popular as it was before. The same thing with uh, noni juice, the same thing with aloe vera juice. Those are all good products and good ingredients, but they are, in my opinion, like if borrowing the, the pop music term, they're a one hit wonder. We don't want to be a one hit wonder. We want to we want to always be in existence and keep on growing because I truly and sincerely believe that I will be the fourth apple in the world. The first apple, that there are three apples, right? That have changed the course of humanity. The first one is Adam's apple. The second one uh, is Newton's apple. The third one is Steve Jobs' apple. And my dream is to be the fourth apple, Vincent's apple. And everyone wants to change the world and go to Mars, go to, you know, to, to, to the space. My dream is simple. I just want to make people healthier and happier. Yeah, surely you are on the track to become to become the fourth apple, right? With you know, with the principles that you hold dear to, and with, with the success that you have seen. So I'm wondering, like, what do you think is one positive change or improvement that you hope to see in the new trustedical industry in year 2024? I think uh, the biggest and most encouraging change in the nutraceutical industry actually is being driven by consumers consumers now want to learn more want more information want more scientific uh, uh review want more scientific evidence and they are less gullible uh i didn't mean that as an offense but they're less gullible to just marketing tricks they are less uh they, they are they are very very informed in terms of the uh, the industry as well as the products that it is harder for marketer now to trick them into buying products which is a good thing because you don't you can make quick buck by uh, using very clever marketing technique uh, with poor products but i'm very glad that consumers are making it harder for marketer to trick them into buying products because this is something that they put into their body i really do think that if custom if, if people are spending a lot of time investing a lot of efforts in researching what handbag they want to buy they should spend more time in researching what vitamins they want to buy because you don't eat your handbag but you put this substance into your body it is something yeah. that is very very important and crucial to make that you are that you make sure that you're only putting something that is good for you into your system into your body so this is the biggest change that i've seen and i'm very happy because not in the past informations were was also available but the the drive or and the motivation of consumers to learn more was not as strong and now the, 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 the drive is there. They want to learn more. So uh, that is the biggest positive change that I have seen in the past year, uh, maybe even two years. And I really want people to continue doing that because knowledge is power and making sure that you are taking the right thing 
is helping you and also helping your 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 family because i don't know if you know this but uh household holds majority of the buying aspect i think or buying power of nutrient ingredients uh oh, sorry nutraceutical um industry because when household purchase a health products usually they are not only purchasing for one individuals they are purchasing for the entire family so i think if 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 the if they're doing their research correctly they are supporting the correct brands it is a natural selection for brands that are not ethical to be out of business and i think that's good for the entire industry including uh business owner um regulatory agency as well as the consumers themselves yeah indeed indeed yes i think this is um this is one change that is probably going to sustain as well with covid 19 more consumers are uh, googling on what are some of the supplements what are some of the nutrition that's truly effective and for for their health yeah yes, yes. i uh, i love to always see the positive side of things i know that covid 19 and the pandemic uh, is very devastating for a lot of people uh there was a lot of tragedy that happens during that time and because of that but one positive aspect is that people understand more about health i mean before the pandemic who who would have who would have learned uh terms like faro load or uh breathing tube and, and and stuff like that so i think now that People are sort of kind of being worth being forced into learning all of these uh, aspects about health. They take that with them and they use they use these tools to find information uh, about other things uh, when it's when it comes to health in their lives. Yes, it's been great speaking to you and hearing your insights, your experience in this industry for the past, you know, coming to 10 years already next year, right? It's really, yes. really great to, to find out more about this. Interesting to hear from you. And yeah, so we have come to the end of the podcast and I, I look forward to speaking with you soon, you know, on the new developments, new launches from, from your company. Yes, uh, watch out for uh, 2024. We are, uh, we actually will be making our first uh, sort of kind of debut, soft debut to uh, to the USA in March. We're attending a trade show there and also uh, working on uh, some distribution deals. So this is something that I always want. I always want to do. People say that. Uh, I save Australian apple industries because we use so much, so much apples. And uh, maybe I can replicate this and also save the apple farmers in the US. That's true. You're on the way to the fourth apple. Yes. Yes. yes thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to Neutral Champion on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. You can also head to NutriIngredients-Asia.com for more content and news on the nutrition industry.